heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. You hear this saying, how do you put the genie back in the bottle? <laughs> Very difficult to do. And you also hear the one about the, the frog in the pot and the, and the heat keeps getting turned up and up and up, right? And, and until it's too late. Uh, it is also a, a very troubling sign. And I've been talking about that frog a lot lately. Let me read this up front here to you. Who could have foreseen the immensity of unbridled control that has become vested in a handful of companies that can now refuse to provide services to absolutely any person or enterprise that depends upon access to an online interconnected world, right? The communication backbone of all modern business transactions, advertising and political campaigning, and routine coordination with internal and external entities. These are things that we take for granted, right? I mean, things you do every day that you rely on the internet for, technology. And that paragraph I just read you up front, the gentleman will be joining us today on the show. You've heard him before, Professor Larry Bell. He'll be on a little bit after here with us. But but I wanted to read that first. He had a very interesting article up where he talked about this weaponization, had a book out on it as well. You know, I've been referencing the frog in the pot quite a bit to you lately because I, I see it as a real telltale sign of what's happening in our country. Uh, we're not paying attention. I. I have to dial it back to when I was in the corporate boardrooms, okay? You know, we had, we got our first computer and we really thought we were the cat's ass, you know, as they say. And we we had that first, you know, just an XT model. And you, at that point, you had to put like a five and a quarter inch floppy disk into it. Now, those who are very young listening, you know, you've only maybe read about that. If you've even read about it, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but that was really the case. And then when there was a hard drive, it was like a 40 megabyte hard drive. And it was like, and, you know, that was incredible. And if you were lucky ever, like when they increased the, the, the memory in there and you got like an 80 or 100 megabyte, I mean, that you were really living. You were like, wow, this is, I mean, you, you felt really important at that point because you had a little bit of memory to go with the computer rather than the disk you would have put in there. Am I dating myself potentially? Uh, not really. We're not talking that far back, actually. We, we've done some major leaps here in technology in the world, for sure. But I also remember back, you know, and listen, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, old, you know, old enough not to remember the fact that when the fax machine came out, I remember as a young guy getting a uh, message. Oh, my God, there's a, a you know, piece of equipment now where you can literally send something, you know, like from one area of the country to another area on a on a fax. And what the hell's a fax, right? Or you could fax a menu over and get something for lunch. And and we all thought, wow, this technology stuff is pretty cool. And then you, do you remember even your first email by chance? Remember when you had your first email address or the AOL, right? You got mail, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's really where we all started. And 
you know, there was a simpler time before then when we didn't have all the technology, but we thought the technology would be very cool and it would change our world. And boy, has it changed our world. <laughs> changed our world forever. And I think the question I posed to you up front here, and when you look at the damage that's being done out there is this, how do we bring these mega corporations back into the threshold of decency and respect for American liberties? How do we bring these mega corps back in? I'm not sure it's even gonna be possible, my friends. And so when I talk about that frog in the pot, I'm very serious. I think we're getting to the point now where that frog is burning up pretty good. And I'm not sure it can jump the hell out of the pot anymore. So I don't know really what that means. Does it mean we're doomed? Does it, what does it really mean? Well, it's, I mean, technology is clearly taking over every aspect of our life. When you think of everything it controls in our lives, I mean, it's everything people. It's everything from the utilities you have in your homes and your businesses to all the things, to running water, to electricity. Everything is driven through the internet now, like you just see with the political race, elections. I mean, we're talking about things that can change the way we think, the way we live, the way we act, who represents us in government, you know, all of those things, as well as simple fundamental email, things you get uh, on board. I, you know, I read a story um, just this morning where uh, you might have seen this, I don't know, where China is putting, uh, they, well, <laughs> their name always comes up, doesn't it, when we talk about bad characters, uh, but uh, they're, they have been put in these uh, in little microchips and a lot of the computer and that we, uh, hardware we've been getting from China. Now, can you imagine all the business we've done with China over all the years and how much they, I mean, these people, they, they do nothing and seem to invent nothing themselves. They're the most uninnovative people going, it seems to me. But they sure are brilliant in stealing every damn thing we do over here, I'll tell you, man. Uh, that there's a warning there something's up but they've been doing that to the government and then i'm wondering how much are they doing that to the private side because you know we're interconnected with a lot of the a lot of these foreign entities not just in china but other countries and how, who's paying attention like our phones i mean how do we know what is really happening and you know what part of that information is sent over there what are they spying on us in the uh, you know, in, in our homes, in our kitchens, in our bedrooms. I mean, do they know what we're saying, what we're thinking, what we're doing? I mean, this is the hell, this is way beyond Orwell, people. This is this is crazy stuff. But I, but I see that story, and it reminds me of a lot of stories I see that come in like that, where well, you know, or they they capture all our information or our data, or they steal this or steal that, and and then you have to wonder. Wow, there, there was a simpler time when we didn't have all that. Yeah, we didn't have the convenience. Convenience is a way to make us fat, happy, and lazy, really. I mean, it, it really is fat, happy, and lazy as a society. That's what convenience does, right? It's now convenient. It's now convenient for the bad people also to get in and screw up our lives and steal everything that uh, they can possibly steal, right, to take us down. So you think about the, the price we pay for that convenience. That should make all of us think, I, I really believe. But so I'm looking around now and I'm really thinking, you know, how do we? I know, you know, a lot of people like Professor Bell, you will talk to today. You know, he would think, well, you know, a lot of these people are optimists and they'll think, well, you know, we can do this. We can do that. We can do the other. But, you know, 
I'm not sure there's going to be an easy ticket to this one because, you know, pulling all these people and all these entities out of our lives is going to be nearly impossible. I mean, it, it's so interwoven into the fabric of everything we are, everything we do, everything we be, everything we think. Every aspect of our lives is controlled by these lunatics and these bad cast of characters. And they're all over the place. And a lot of times they, they're very unsuspecting or they come from these American corporations. I'm, I'm not just talking about the bad cats in China or India or Russia or some other uh, entity overseas. I'm talking about right here in this country. There are plenty of bad cats right here that are trying to screw us one over the cuckoo's nest, you know, without thinking about all these other people. So you think about it in that context. And I say the weaponization of the Internet and of technology, period, is very, very dangerous and it will, and I, you know, I will say to you, I'm comfortable to say it, it is our undoing. It will, it is, and it will, and it's happening. It, it's going to take us down, and whatever that means, we'll we'll define what the hell that means here right now. Let me bring on here Professor Larry Bell, and we'll we'll open this conversation up a little bit here, and. Um, Professor Bell is a uh, writer for Newsmax. He's here in America Out Loud as well. Uh, it's great articles. Great. It makes you think, which I always appreciate these uh, pieces, uh, uh, Larry, that uh, you write and get people to think outside the lines a little bit here. Uh, let's, uh, let's start off here, Larry, and talk about uh, uh, what I pr propose, that very difficult question up front, which is not an easy question, and I'm not sure you have an answer but I'm going to present it to you anyways. How do we bring these mega corporations back into the threshold of decency and respect for American liberties? you have any idea how we do that? I'm not sure it's possible, is it? No, I don't, I don't believe that we're going to change the culture of the, uh, of the, of the big tech. Uh, I don't think there's any chance of that, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, your conversation, your, your prologue to this was interesting because it, there's so many stories here um, that each uh, deserve a lot of attention and thought. And, right. and, and one is when, as you mentioned earlier, how we've become so dependent upon, yeah. on uh, social media and the internet, of course, the, uh, you know, our ever present emails and text messages and, and our smartphones. And in the old days when we used to actually go to Starbucks and, not social distancing, you know, from each other and quite so much, but you would, everywhere you'd go, you'd see people glued to their, to their uh, cell phones and mm -hmm. didn't matter how old they were, you know, they were old and young and you know, we introduced children to this in a very early age and so on. And, and so there's this sense of dependency. Now we're, you know, if there's an outage and we can't get Wi-Fi, we're just, you know, we're in really desperate straits. You say, what do we do? How can life go on? And, 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 and I don't, you know, it's, it's, it is a phenomenon and, and it's, it's, yeah. it's happened very, very rapidly. And, but the notion that we're going to somehow change the culture of, of, of big tech and the, and the, and the, mm. and the, you know, the, the corporate, you know, the, you know, globalists and so on, uh, and somehow they're going to become thoughtful and benevolent and, 
Mm -hmm. Here's what I'm thinking here. When we look at the world and we look at our country, everything in my world, Larry, and everything really that I talk about here really comes back to the fight of good and evil. I mean, everything on this planet, it really is good. Now, there, there's evil in every aspect of our life. There are all, and it will always be here. There are always people that are going to want to do harm, that are going to want to do harm to people and entities. And it's just, it's part of mankind. And, and here's what's happened now. Technology has put that all on steroids because what it has done is, it, to me, what technology is, Larry, it's the great equalizer. It's equalized the playing field and it, and it has allowed these bad cast of characters and these evil doers, if you will, to be able to poke at us in every way they can and they want to. And we are we are going along as their willing partners for what did I say earlier, Larry? Convenience. So convenience is coming at a cost of everything. To I mean, it's coming at every bit of cost to us in our lives. Is the cost of convenience is is huge. And and I I look at all of that as good and evil and what the playing field has done. And now I have to think back, Larry, to as a young boy when we didn't have any of this. I have to tell you and. You know, yeah, it was a simpler day, Larry. And yeah, we didn't have the internet and we didn't have to worry about the Wi-Fi going out. But I have to tell you, it really was a simpler day and we didn't have the convenience. But you know what, Larry? We were a hell of a lot safer. And now that I look around me, it scares the hell out of me where we're at right now and where we're going. And, and I'm a young enough guy to understand this stuff. But, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, it, it it's a great concern. I don't know how we ever get back. And I which now says how, the, the other question that I have to throw at you to follow up on the one we just had and which is already profound is, all right, now, if we agree, we have to live with these these oligarchs and megacorps that are now threaded throughout our entire existence. How do we safeguard ourselves has got to be the other question, or how do we quasi have sort of a relationship when we have evil all around us and in our way? That really has got to be the other big question, isn't it? Well, it's interesting you cast it as good and evil because, uh, you know, we, we live in this world where people have benevolent purposes and selfish purposes, and sometimes it's impossible to to distinguish between what is just you know, selfishness and, and self-interest and evil and so on. But but I, I look at it a little bit differently. I think that uh, the weaponization is a key word where, where we take anything we can take, gun control or virtually anything you want to discuss, and you, it can be weaponized, and it will be weaponized by people who who have perhaps good intentions or bad intentions. The main The main question is, what do we do about it? We're not going to... I think defeat them, but I think we can detach ourselves from them. You know, we, we need to, you know, the frog needs to jump out of the, out of the pot occasionally and maybe look for, you know, some other place to chill a little bit and come to Houston right now. It's about 17 degrees. You know, but, uh, but this, this whole notion that we're going to defeat them, I think is, is naive. I think we need to, we need to, to, to become less dependent upon them. I like the idea you had a difference of opinion there because I love that uh, to look at all sides of the discussion. What is it if it's not, you know, there's bad cast of characters that are trying to, you know, be the fly in the soup uh, for us. How do you look at it? Well, what I'm saying is I don't, I don't discount the notion that there's evil. I'm simply saying we can't let evil people and evil uh, agendas control us. But they do. Because, 
But they do. Well, of course they do. But, but we can't. We don't have to let them control us. We we can I, we can I, we can find alternatives. Uh, we look at I look at uh, and I, I presume you do as well. I look at what's happening on the on the national level in terms of what's happening in Washington D.C. and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the uh, gross attacks on conservatives and the cancel culture and and all of that that goes with it. And, and, and we look at this, and it's, it's really, of course, very terrifying. But but uh, I see as here is a counter movement, for example, uh, in in the Constitution. You know, the Constitution, Article Ten, gives great power to the states. And whereas we see these things happening in Washington, that we that we seem to seem to be out of control, at least temporarily. Hopefully, we can reverse that. We're seeing movements now. I think in the states, the state level to address some of these issues. That's what the constitution put the power of the people in the, in the state legislatures. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing now uh, Florida and, and, and Texas and other states coming back against a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, issues and, and, and uh, attacks, including, I think under, I understand now that Florida is looking at uh, taxing uh, internet, these big internet companies, mm-hmm for uh, interferences with trade and, and commercial uh, 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 charges and so on that that take them into another court system and right. and if you know and I look at the parlors and I think you take a you take a you know, take a, and, and you you raised this earlier that in the power and you say well what could be more a clearer indication of power when they can when they can throttle the voice of the president of the United States yeah. while he's in office and say, well, you know, it's our policy to uh, deplatform you. We don't like what you're saying. And, 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 and uh, you know, 74, 75 million people say, well, you know, you know we can't hear from the person we elected. Hmm. You know, the, the audacity of, of that, you know, uh, and, and we, we said kind of, Many of us kind of gnashing our teeth and complacently by and say, "Well, gee, they, that's that's naughty." Well, of course it's naughty. It's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. We can't let that happen. And we have we have strength of numbers, and I think that strength of numbers is looking for an alternative. It's called the marketplace, yeah. and that marketplace is going to go to parlors and alternatives. And I'm not sure that section, you know, the you know the the two thirty rule. Yeah, you could you could maybe give them more cover for saying, well, now we have to really uh, clamp down on what you say because now we're you know we're going to be uh, identified as uh, a broadcast in- industry or whatever they want to call it. So I think we we just have to find all we have we can't let people control us, and and they can't control us if we disconnect from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the two thirty, and then the monopolies. I mean, the FCC is supposed to be looking at these things, and really, a lot of the big uh, mega corporations and oligarchs we're talking about are are really monopolies. Uh, Larry, uh, for instance, let's just take a Google as a perfect example. I mean, Google controls the search uh, world to search just about. I mean, everybody they Google it. It's just like. You know, you know you're in trouble when the brand name, when their name becomes the brand. It's like when you went to blow your nose, Larry, you went and grabbed a Kleenex. Well, you really, you know, you didn't grab a tissue, you grabbed a Kleenex. Well, Kleenex was the brand name and they created the Kleenex 
just like the Band-Aid. It's first in that creates these things, just like I'm going to go Google it. Well, what the hell does that mean? Well, I'm going to go search for it. But you don't, they don't say, well, I'm, I'm going to go use a search engine. Nobody says that. I mean, they say, I'm going to go Google it. So they own it. They're a monopoly. And now they control the information you see, uh, what stories you can click on, what you can't click on. They, they are controlling the entire narrative. So when we're talking about companies like that size, I mean, the Googles, and, and not only that, but they control advertising. They control the advertising world. They control the search world. And they're, they're clamping down on things a lot. Uh, and you, you, know, you say Twitter, Jack Dorsey, and Zuckerberg, and all these cast of characters from Silicon Valley. You know, you know i got to tell you, Larry, the, it, you know, Satan must be having his field day out in uh, Silicon Valley. They must have the, uh, the, the umpteen uh, evil disciples out there because it's, they breed more corruption uh, and corruptness uh, the, as these people get ultimately super wealthy. So how do we pull a, how do we pull a Google out of our life? Now, so we say, we'll go to Bing, but they're all, they get all their information from Google. Google is the what They're the giant. They're the, I mean, they're a utility. Just like a lot of these Facebook, they're all utilities now. We count on them. We rely on them. How do we? How do we get around these people? Any idea? I don't. I don't know any magic bullet. I don't know how exactly. To exactly. You, and, when, and, when, and then when you look at the, yeah. you know, the, the collusion between the Democrat Party and and, and clearly, I'd say the Socialist Party and you know, Satan. All those and say, well, yeah, it goes. It's understand. It's global because. Uh, Sorry. The internet, the pipeline is global, and and uh, the same internet companies that are developing facial recognition for China are developing, you know, facial recognition now for COVID tracing. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's it, we look at this and it's it, of course it's, point. it's it's truly scary and it's truly sinister and 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 we say, well, how do we, you know, how do how do we how do we confront this and. Uh, and then we see the broadcast media, and then and basically it's a circular, it's a circular thing where you know the broadcast media decide what is, you know what what the public should hear, and and then and then uh, Google and Twitter and the others decide uh, whether Hunter Biden's uh, email, you know, his laptop should you know should be disclosed before an election, or whether or I'm sure the Durham report should be re, you know should be you know. <laughs> Should should be released before the election, and oh gee, we don't want to, gee, we don't want to influence the election. You know, my gosh, you know, we you know we're, you know, we're just looking at after your interests, you know, and they're, and they're looking after, you know, they want to protect us from different disinformation, which mm. by definition is anything they don't agree with is disinformation. And I love it. And for and for God and for God's sakes, you know, you know, don't don't question election integrity because you know that would suggest we have an illegitimate president, you know, like much like Hillary Clinton claimed that, that Trump was an illegitimate president. And Stacey Abramson uh, decried that, that you know, her election was stolen. But well, we shouldn't say it because, you know, it's, it's just basically disinformation is feeding this, quote, conspiracy theory stuff that we've been hearing about. And we, we want to protect you from this. And so anything that we, you know, we, you know, we, that's uncomfortable, we'll put it in the memory hole. You know, we'll put it would have put it in, in Orwell's uh, Ministry of Truth memory hall, yeah. and and uh, and we will then, uh, you know, then recently in the in the in, there was an article, you know, in, by the Times Technology editor, and he talked about uh, well, uh, should we have a, a, a reality czar 
And I said, Biden have her. And it was out there and, 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 and it, it got a lot of, it got a lot of spin, this article. And then, but, but the scary thing that they were serious about it. And, and, and I, you know, I did a, I did an article, you know, that, you know, we look at Orwell. I mean, I'm kind of going off the, you know, the rabbit trail here, but look at Orwell and, and the ministry of truth and, That's right. and the ministry of truth had, had, had two policies. One was, was newspeak and newspeak means you can, you can basically, you know, correct history a little bit. We'll have a 1619 project and we'll kind of rewrite history. And, mm-hmm. and then we have a, and we use the strategy of double think and double think is, it means that, you know, you can take something and make it mean the reverse. We can have, we can have Donald Trump impeached for a telephone call with, with the president of Ukraine questioning the integrity of the Biden family. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and Trump can be impeached for what Biden actually did, you know, and this is, this is to me, I think the, the perfect example of double thing. So, we see this regularly now in the media, and we see it with broadcast media. We see it with with social media, and and we have to, you know, we we can we can listen to it, we can tune it in, we can let it brainwash us, let it brainwash our children. We can have white fragility, and we can have sixteen, nineteen projects indoctrinated into our children, or somehow we 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 can say. At some point, there's a turning point where, you know, the, the pitchforks come out, and you say, and and uh, you say, you know, we can't, we can't allow, allow this to happen anymore. We we can't allow these people to, you know, to to do this to us. And 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 my question is always, how bad does it have to get before people wake up? Right. Or or are they forever brain, brainwashed? You know, does mm-hmm. this cause brain brain damage or? Or is there some you know, some recourse? You know, can we rise up? Well, I we did that we, on the sixth of January. They did that. Well, you, you, hold on, you just mentioned the pitchfork moment. Now, and and I like what you say there because I always talk about the pitchfork moment. It's just something about Americana where you think in that in those terms. And but the pitchfork moment happened on the January sixth, but they didn't get anywhere, Larry. Well, that was a bad bad pitchfork, and and <laughs> I mean it was it was the, the notion that. You know, the, the irony is, you know, what what happened on the on the sixth was 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 really disgusting, because one one it was disgusting because it was it was you know say evil. It was you know it was a desecration of our American system. It was in that regard, it was really really evil. Well, the the, the double think going back to Orwell again is the fact that we just went through a whole summer of riots. Were, were nation, national leaders, uh, Kamala Harris was bailing out rioters, you know, so on, and, and, and essentially egging them on. And now Antifa is a movement, not a, you know, not something that we should, you know, if, you know, it, it's, it's uh, they, they skate, they get away with this, with double thinking, that, and, the, and somehow I thought it was quite, quite interesting and, and useful during the impeachment rebuttal was when they they showed the hypocrisy with 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 things that these people actually Mm. said and so on and yeah malcolm yes sir we our our four our forefathers and foremothers Mm -hmm. went through much worse you know they mean they 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 had to they had to fight the bullets we're fighting we're fighting uh we're fighting a 
a, a, a psychological mm. uh, attack. Well, and, and I, it, you you really get me thinking here, but I, I'm going to disagree heavily with what you just said, and we're going to talk more about that in the, the second part of the program here, but I'm going to disagree with that when you said uh, that, uh, you know, our ancestors had it much worse. They they were hit with bullets. And we're now being hit with... Yeah, I think we have it much worse today. And I'll take the bullets every day over the psychological warfare. Now, I know that may sound like a crazy statement to some of you, including Professor Larry Bell, but I'm going to put it out there. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there in, in, in midair for y'all to chew on. I think we're in a hell of a lot more trouble. At least the bullets, we could see them coming and we could either duck, duck, dodge or get hit by one. But, you know, it's better than them, you know, the, the knife in the back sort of thing is they're carving out our heart, our soul and our brains. And we don't even know what the hell is happening. Back to the frog in the pot here. So I think this is why I think now the let's call it what it is, the invisible enemy. It, it is an invisible enemy, this whole damn thing. All right, so listen, I love what Professor Larry Bell puts out there. See, this is why it's good to have these kind of guys. I mean, they really make you think here. I want to say to you again, I, I get the passion, and I'm going to talk more with Professor Larry Bell about this a little bit here, but I, I, I have a passion in me. And, I, you know, I'm a problem solver. I'm a thinker. I'm a visionary. And I'm thinking like, okay, so how do we best help uh, our fellow man, uh, uh, Really, how do we best help people to get around this 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 curve we're talking about? Uh, the corruptness that is in the technology, and that is a big part of our lives. Uh, that we now can't live without it. We can't live without Wi-Fi. We can't live without email. We can't live without Amazon. We can't live without Google. We can't live without uh, any of it. Uh, and, and not to mention all your fundamental utilities and everything else are run by the internet and warheads, nuclear warheads and missiles and every other damn thing. You, you get the picture here and your elections and just about everything you do, everything you are, everything, your whole existence is run by the artificial intelligence world, uh, the internet. Get, think about that. If that doesn't make you uncomfortable, I don't know what the hell does. We don't have control over that, uh, over any of it anymore. We, we really are at their mercy. So you say, how do we get around that? And like Professor Bell just said, well, I'm not sure I'm answering. Well, sometimes we have to answer the questions by really understanding the quandary and the problems and every facet of the problem. And eventually we come up with, well, this is what we conclude over here. So I'm thinking outside the lines a little bit more here, and I'm thinking how we can. And, you know, one of the groups I've been telling you about, and let me segue right now with that and tell you, Shop to the Right. It's a perfect example. And I don't know, Professor Bell probably has heard me talk about it. I know you have out there, but this is a perfect example. Perfect example, people. These are some, again, these are patriots. There's a group of people up in the Northeast they said, you know what? We don't like to be spending our money with companies and corporations who are uh, donating to China and donating to Black Lives Matter, Marxist movements, Antifa, like he was just talking about. Yeah, they're a movement now. They're a big part of our life, these, these criminals. I mean, burning and vandalizing our cities and states. And that was all acceptable to the, to the Marxist left because that's what they, they're here. They, they, again, Let's be clear. The Marxist left, the Demo they, they are in cahoots with the with the with the Satanist cabal. I mean, the, this is Satanist 101 I'm talking about right now, people. Get 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 a life if you think differently. This is what the Marxist left are attached to. This is Satan's all over this baloney here, I'm telling you. And, and so uh, shop to the right is basically 
these guys put together a, a nationwide database and it's real simple. It's real simple. You know, instead of doing business again, I know Amazon, Walmart. I mean, I know people. They're so the fabric of these companies are all in our lives. And the people who are running these companies are the ones who are supporting all these bad cast of characters who are trying to knife us or shoot us in the back on the other side. It's a vicious circle is what's happening. And we're screwed if we don't start to do something about it. I mean, I can get on the mountains and yell all day long and get my megaphone out and get uh, as out loud as I can get. But damn it, people got to pay attention. You got to get this out to your friends and neighbors and others. I mean, that's the best I can put it there. But the point is, we, we got to start to do business with people who have our values. The wallet, your wallet speaks, your money speaks, people, I'm telling you. They're all after the God almighty dollar. Let's face it. That's what everybody, greed, greed. It's what it always comes down to. It's the source of everything. And so, listen, know who we're doing business with. I know I worry about it. When I take my wallet, I want to know what's going on. I give you 20 bucks. I want to know that you're not giving it to the Marxist movement or selling us out to China or some third world entity or whatever. I mean, let, let's be real. So this is a database of like-minded people and it's corporations. You can shop by category. You can shop by uh, ge geography. You just go take a look. The, 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 the platform is growing. If you, you got to get here every day, I encourage you to go every day to shop to the right.com. Get a sense of this. This company's on the move. I'm telling you it's impressive. And what they've already done with the database and they're adding thousands in there every day and you can list your business in there as well uh, for free it doesn't cost you, you want to list your business but again you've got to have like-minded values they they have a qualification thing you go through to list the business there uh, so in any event you can list there and you can shop there shop to the right.com you find the links also right back at america out loud we got to help people like this when, when, when Professor Bell says, well, Malcolm, we have to find other alternatives. Well, here's an alternative right now for you people. So instead of you going and opening up amazon.com and spending all your money there, perhaps these are other ideas and opportunities you need to look at. And I know they're in our life in so many ways, like all the books we buy and every other damn thing we do, but it's kind of what's happened in our life now. We, we've made convenience the first line of defense and now we're paying a price for it, my fellow Americans. And it's a high price we're paying, let me tell you. It's, it's, the, it's the price of your future and absolutely your, your kid's future and everybody you love. We're going to take a pause here. Well, and I want you to listen in this break here to shop to the right. Understand what the message is and then do something about it. And tell people, the people you know to do something about it. And let's look for other grassroots movements. And if you have ideas, send them to me. Liberty at AmericaOutloud.com. It's time, my fellow Americans, to do something about it here. We can talk all day long. And then the frog, I, I know me and my frog, we're getting too damn hot in the pot. So we'll take a pause now. We'll be back with more Voice of a Nation in just a moment. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. Hell, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, you were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. 
Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Spreading the out loud truth from sea to shining sea. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. This is not a fight of Republican versus Democrat. It's not a fight of rich versus poor, old versus young, man versus woman, gay versus straight. It's not a fight of black lives, blue lives, Hispanic lives, or white lives. This is a battle of good versus evil. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. We are the vision of the voices, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Listen to Malcolm, the voice of a nation, on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. I'm passionate about America. I'm passionate about patriotism. I mean, how else can I? I'm passionate about this, people. This, this is our lives. I'm passionate about this country. I love this nation. Yeah, absolutely. I'm passionate about America. I said it. And if those of you out there who don't like it, tough BS. Sit down at the back of the class and shut the hell up. We don't want to hear from you anymore. And we need to move this thing along here and get to another point. We change this paradigm. So we have Professor Larry Bell with us here. And you know, love, love having Professor Bell on because he, he like he says sometimes, he, it's funny because he thought, well, I may not have the answer to that, but he makes us think. And that's important. We got to all think. We got to get outside this proverbial box. In fact, the best thing about the box is don't think outside the box, people. Don't carry a box with you in your life. Like me, I don't have a box. I never have to think outside the box. Don't have one. Don't own one. Don't think outside of it because I don't own a box. (laughs) So I'm pretty loose all the time. That's the way it is in my life, people. So, so Larry, before the pause there, you talk about the bullets. And I, I liked what you said because my head started spinning even faster than it normally does. I said, what? Wait a minute now. 
And I'm thinking back to the, you know, the trenches of the old wars where, yeah, the guns and the bullets. Okay, so, and maybe you think, well, we have it better off. No, I don't think we have it better off. I want to argue this point with you because I think the psychological war is more than Orwellian. And I think it's going to cook our goose. Screw the frog. I think they're going to cook our goose and fry us and leave us out to die here. I, I think we were better off in a simpler world where it was where we were just looking for bullets. But good God knows right now what the hell we're looking for. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. I don't think we're really that far, uh, that many degrees apart. But my point is really that uh, there were the, the bullets you know, that, that people took in the past and, the, and we, we owe our, our freedoms to them, including our First Amendment freedoms. Amen. Uh, people died. People died for those for those values, and they and they they uh, you know they they fervently believed in them enough that they you know they, they suffered immeasurably, and their families suffered immeasurably. Uh, I think today we see we you know we met the enemy, and it's us. To say there, hold on. That's the title of a new book you need to write. Let me stop the parade right now. You got to write the book on what you just said. And I want you to explain it more to all of us here about the enemy and it's us. We, we found the enemy and it's us. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think of uh, how, how incredibly polarized we are this today in our society. And I know that my wife, Nancy, and I share this. It's, it's, uh, it's visceral, you know, this, this. This, this sense of don't they realize what they're what they're doing to us? The, the famous they, you know those 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 people out there, and they say, well, yeah. who is the they? Well, the, it's the Chinese, and it's it's uh, you know the, the the Democrats and the socialists, and and, and, and Bill Gates, George Soros, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, I got but, a whole but, list but then I you. Say, but at some point, unlike unlike the, you know the, the Civil War, it's 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 become our neighbor with the, with the Biden bumper sticker, you know, mm. it's, it's the kind of thing where, mm. where it divides families, it divides friendships. Uh, certainly has happened in our lives. And, and so, and so the, it's not the kind of thing where the enemy is someone that you would want to go out and shoot. You just want to wring mm. their neck and say, wake up, understand what's happening. Don't you, can't you see the larger picture? Can't you get away from your Mahjong for, for, a few minutes and, and maybe in, in CNN or whatever, and maybe think of the consequences of what we're doing. Think of, you know, think of, you know, you know, it comes down to the, you know, the issues of today of, well, let's give up our, in, our energy independence because my God, the, the, the world's on fire with global warming. Mm -hmm. I mean, can't you look out the window and say, well, maybe not, you know, we've got snow in Houston today and 17 degree temperatures. And, and another storm coming in and the whole country's blanket and, and basically so well, yeah, but we still have to worry about global warming. You know, it's, you know, aren't, and, we, headed, and, aren't we headed into another ice age, by the way, a mini ice age or something? Is that where we're headed? Uh, Dr. Yeah, Jay we are in about 3000, about 3000 years. We're going to have, See? we're going to have another ice age. And, <laughs> and, 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 and so I think, I think, uh, oh, and we'll probably blame it on carbon dioxide because hmm. God knows we need more windmills and sunbeams, you know, that we, we're, we're which, have, which are frozen today, by the way. You can't you can't even move them with the with the ice. Would, you, would you believe? I live in Houston, Texas, <laughs> and we have two friends that called today, and their power is out because they're having we're having rolling blackouts, brownouts, yeah. in Houston, Texas. This isn't California, mm -hmm. and and this is these are the good times. 
You know, this is this, this is the energy state, but we're gonna we're, somehow we're gonna use windmills and sunbeams, and we're gonna convert the 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 three percent of our energy electricity right. we get from you know windmill windmill and sunbeams. We're gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna grow that to replace the eighty percent we get from fossils because we're gonna save the planet. Now, now. This this is insanity, Malcolm. You know that this is insanity. Yeah. All right, so Larry, somehow, I, you're you're perfect. What you're saying, no, the insanity. But li- listen, to, talk to me about that. How do we wake those people up? When you just said you got me thinking again, how they look out the window and look at you know back to the warm, and it's a perfect scenario you throw out there, absolutely spot on. Here, here's what I want to ask you. you. You reference the neighbor with the Biden bumper sticker on or what, whatever the hell it is, as you say. All right. So and, you know, yeah, I mean, we don't want to get to the point where it is the Wild West, where we're walking out into our neighborhoods and shooting people, for God's sakes. Uh, but, you know, so tell me, how do we when you ask, like, why don't they look at this? Why don't they understand? Like for people like you and I, who are patriots, a conservative in nature, Larry, and many, 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 many of our listeners would fall into the same camp as us. My blessing in all of this, Larry, is if, if we can invite our leftist friends in and they can tolerate us for an hour or two and we could have a conversation here, that to me would be a goal that is worthy of accomplishing because I want to get something done here. I don't want to just get on here and waste my time and talk about nothing. So how do we get to those people in your mind to reason with them, these far leftists who have been indoctrinated with this whole other thinking process, how do we get them to come to some other sort of conclusion? Because they are probably saying the same thing about us. They're saying, well, how the hell do we get to these these ridiculous patriots, these people who run around loving the country and want to stand for the flag, these sons of bitches? Who are they exactly? I think I think you're saying, how do we wake up the woke? <laughs> how do and, we wake up and, the woke? That's another book, Larry. And, That's and, another book. <laughs> but but and I, I have an article that came out today and I write three articles a week for Newsmax. I used to write for Forbes and I, I, I blew them off and they started getting too cozy with the Chinese Amen. Uh, a, long, a while back. But I have an article today that says, will, will climate alarm end when the world doesn't? You know, the, the notion that what does it take? How long can they blow the trumpet and, and, and have us have us scatter? Uh, uh, how long is it before you kill energy because you're going to, you know, because you're going to save the planet and you have rolling blackouts and people say, well, maybe, maybe canceling the Keystone pipeline wasn't such a great idea. Hmm. How long before you defund the police? And now, now we talk about, you know, they, we, now they talk about, uh, you know, gun control and well, we're just going to take, we're just going to take the ones that look like assault weapons, you know, and the weapons of war, because we want to preclude the next school shootings. And so, so, you know, so, so look at that St. Louis couple, that that you know, that the, the, yeah. the gang coming into their yard, yeah. and they have their guns confiscated for I guess uh, causing uh, you know a disturbance or whatever in, in front of their home after the the people broke down the gate entering to their to their property area. You know how long does it take to wake people up to say these things that are happening are affecting your life? How long does it take before the taxes go up? How long does it take? Before they pass a minimum wage uh, increase that shuts down more small businesses, and you say, "Well, why? Why would they want to do this? Why would they want to? Why would they want to pass you know a tax increase, a minimum wage increase, at the time we're in the middle of a pandemic where we're trying to rescue people? Well, 
who would want to do that? Well, maybe the Walmarts would like to do it because who's going to go out of business more rapidly? It's going to be the small businesses. It's going to be the competition. And, and, uh, and you mentioned, I think very, you know, very, uh, appropriately you're saying, well, what is the solution? And you talked about, you know, the, the, you know, the organization you talked about, this is, well, don't, don't patronize them. By right. You know, don't, we don't have to patronize them. Right. The frog doesn't have to sit in the, in the pan. The frog doesn't have to sit in the pan. Is everybody hearing this? You just got permission from Professor Larry Bell, and I'm going to second the notion. The frog doesn't have to sit in the pan, you see? And our goose doesn't have to get cooked. Wake the hell up, people. And is it, what do you say? Wake the, we got to wake the woke up? Is that what you said? That's a book, Larry. It's another one. You've got two books you're going to write out of this program. Go ahead, sir, as you want. Well, there's another, there's another book I wrote that, as it gets even deeper and broader in a sense. I wrote a book on cyber warfare, and which came after the one on weaponizing AI on the internet, and it looks at how, how now we're we're really looking at this vulnerability of of uh, the deep web and so on. But 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 where where this internet we're talking about is, you know is is something that's that's being weaponized in a way that is truly scary in in, in terms of you know, the, the security of our energy grid and, and our banking systems and so on. And and when it hits one bank, it doesn't hit one bank, it hits a banking system and it's global. So, mm-hmm. so we are really, you know, we are really uh, now, uh, and, and I think what it does to me is make me realize how how we talk about evils and you say, well, you know, we, we should all be kumbaya, one world, one world government, so on. Mm-hmm. And you realize that we're setting ourselves up for, for, for a hotter frying pan, because now we're talking about global control. It's on top of the United Nations. We're talking about, which was nothing but a wealth transfer organization, you know, to, to other countries. Wealth and, transfer and, organization. And, I like that. That's the best definition of the United Nations well, I've heard yet. Well, by definition it is because mm-hmm. they say it is when you, when you, you look at what the, what, what the leaders of the intergovernmental panel on climate change have said, uh, uh, Otto Ortendoffer, I think I'm pronouncing his right name right, said it was an official. There said he said people are under the illusion that that, that climate change is, is is about climate. No, it's about de facto distribution redistribution of wealth in, in the world. And uh, AOC's uh, previous uh, uh, spokesman said the same thing to uh, Governor Inslee's uh, climate uh, secretary, whatever said. Oh, you thought this was about climate? The Green New Deal? You guys really thought that the Green New Deal was about climate? Mm-hmm. No, it's about, and, and these are, you know, this is exactly what he said. He said, this is really about changing our economic system. That's it. Entirely changing our economic system. We're, we're being, we're being uh, you know, and, and so you say, well, who's behind the curtain? And then who's behind the curtain, behind the curtain, behind the curtain? You know, we, we say, well, Who's behind Biden's curtain? Because you know, I, I was thinking, I, I dare you to to look at uh, Joe Biden in a press conference, and not and 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 I'm going to plant this evil thought in your mind uh, that he's a Disney android program. I remember going to Disney World one time and I saw Abraham Lincoln and you know, the oh, eye yeah. blinks, you know, and all yeah. the all the yeah. things. That yeah. Now, now with that thought in mind, try not to think of Al Biden 
uh, Joe Biden as a, as a Disney Android. The next time you see him in a press conference, I've, okay. I've not, not, I've evilly, evilly uh, planted that in your mind. Uh, and you say, well, who's behind the curtain? Well, you know, there's Tom Kamala and there's mm-hmm. Nancy Pelosi, perhaps you got Bernie out there. You got, you got, you got quite an interesting gang of people there. It's got the whole Marxist cabal, the whole Marxist cabal. And by the way, I seen a video of Biden just yesterday, a day before, I believe. And I put it out there. And it is to your point, Larry, it is despicable. It shows him sitting there uh, with Jill Biden, the wife next. And it goes on for, I don't know, uh, like um, uh, a minute and a half of total silence. He looks utterly confused, has no concept of what's going on. She looks nervous as hell, like she's going to pee her pants. She keeps looking over at him. He's looking all around. A clear case of having no idea where he's at, what's going on, or what even country he's in. And this is now the leader of the free world, they say. Yeah, give me a break here. All right, I want to ask you, Larry, I want to talk to you about the the book. I want to tell people, too. 2019, you wrote a book. The weaponization of AI and the internet, and and I want to just this smaller paragraph you're saying here is profound, and I I, I think it's a, a a real wake up call for everybody. Let me read it to folks. So you say here, be very cautious of the all too seductive invitations to trade away precious privacy and other basic rights for promises of increased convenience, efficiency, and security from predators. And who does he list as the predators? Brace yourself, people. Here it is. Big government, big tech, big business, big media. By golly, that is a outstanding uh, paragraph there, which I think isolates the problem, Larry, in ways that others could write books and not isolate it as much. That paragraph says a lot right there. Well, I guess everybody can relax now because we've solved all the problems between you and I, Malcolm. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Larry, we're going to have to make some strategic decisions. If we're going to uh, progress here and we're going to further our, our well-being and our liberties and, and pass this thing on, uh, we're going to have to make some hard choices, aren't we, buddy? Well, I think, uh, to me, the, the, the good news in the story is the fact that, what? that we're, not a, we're not really a minority. You know, there, there's uh, you know, 75 million of us, and I think a lot more than that, that are becoming very alarmed about this thing. And we, we look out the window, we, we see things we don't like, and we say, my God, we're, we're allowing this to happen to us. We have to find, we have to find alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, to me, it's, it's so critical to what happens in 2022 yeah. Yeah. that, uh, that, yeah. that we, we regain the Congress. I mean, there's, as soon as we start feeling helpless and yeah. say, woe is me, we're helpless, we, you know, it's, it's bigger than we are, I think, I think at that point we've, we've, we've blown up. And, yeah. and when we yeah. when we allow the teachers unions to keep our, our kids from becoming educated and, mm-hmm. and and learning and being learning how to socialize and and when we when we when we cave into this this kind of COVID paranoia where where we we uh, we, we allow uh, government to talk about shutting down travel to Florida because we don't want to, we don't want them to mm-hmm. people to recognize that what what freedom is like when people can actually work and have their kids in school. We don't. It's, it's the kind of a. Yeah. It's kind of new iron curtain. Now we we can't even have. We, we we say we can't really have travel in the United States because mm-hmm. um, because it's not allowed. Or when they start telling you how many how many people you can have in your Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and 
But they've they've, they've gone too far at that point. Yeah, they've yeah. gone too far. It, well, it's 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 insane. Yeah, it's you, insane. you think of, if this had happened two years ago, yeah, would we have tolerated the the the, the rapidity of how yeah. things are happening is is yeah. absolutely staggering. Yeah. But yeah. but we we aren't a minority. Yeah. You're listening to Professor Larry Bell there, and you know the point he says right there is so important to echo, but in a in a unique way here. When he says, you know, about the minority and he references 75 million. And I, I want to tell you, and he, he's right. He, say, he says, well, it's probably more than that. Well, no, it is absolutely more than that. It is well north of 100 million, uh, probably about 150 million of Americans uh, understand the gravity of what we're talking about. We've got to get to the independents, the moderates, the left of center for sure. But here, here's the, the preface of all this. Here's, here's the problem I want to share with you all. That's why you see all of the open borders, the immigration, all of these policies that are uh, empowering really criminals and what they're doing, because this is how the Marxists are looking for votes. You have to understand they're not doing this out of the compassion of this heart. I mean, these evil bastards haven't done anything good for anybody. They certainly haven't helped black America out. They haven't helped Hispanic America out. They haven't helped any America out. Are you kidding me? You think they give a rat's ass about some illegal immigrants down in Central America? Give me a freaking break if you think that, people. You're out of your mind. They just need the damn votes. I'm telling you what, it's time we need to wake some people up, uh, my friends. It is absolutely time. So don't shoot the neighbor with the Biden sign, as Professor Bell said, you shouldn't be doing that. But let's instead invite them over for a turkey dinner and <laughs> see how that works. And we'll get back to the brawl at the dinner table. Remember the old dinner table? What happened to the leave it to Bieber days? My golly, we've gone so far off the reservation here, aren't we, my fellow Americans? You know, uh, we, we, there are a lot of us out here. There are a lot of patriots or a lot of people who love this country. There are a lot of people who love their liberty. And, uh, you know, we need to rally around all of these people. And the rest of the evil Marxists, uh, 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 we need to push them the hell away. We need to get these people. There's a lot of evil out there. and we, We've got to identify. We need to call them out. We need to wake the woke up, as Larry says here. And we need to get the rest of the evil out of the out of the soup here. Oh, we'll leave them in the pot, but we'll jump out of the pot, okay? Anyways, check out all of Larry's uh, writings, by the way. Uh, you catch it. Just go under columnist at America Out Loud, uh, Professor Larry Bell, and read in. His books are in the America Out Loud bookstore as well. This one I was referencing a moment ago, The Weaponization of AI and the Internet. Definitely one to check out. All of his books. He has a unique way of looking at all of the, uh, the challenges out there. Uh, it's good to have him on here. My fellow Americans, listen, we've identified the problem. I've identified some of the answers. I need your help to bridge the difference and to, to make it happen here. Uh, get back over at AmericaOutloud.com and share the good word. Get it out there to your neighbors, including the one with the Biden sign, please, especially them. Thanks again for being on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud. Get loud.